Good day, how we doing? We are out here at the beautiful airport of Moscow, Russia, of all places. Oh my goodness, it's kind of crazy. Uh, just kind of sitting here reflecting, thinking about it, and just how blessed I've been to travel all over the world time and time again. And uh, we're on the way right now to a simple session in Estonia, Tallinn, Estonia. And we've had a bit of a layover here. Didn't get much sleep on the plane, which is expected considering uh, the time zone is completely opposite. It's like a 12 hour difference. So basically when it's 6 a.m. at home, it's 6 p.m. here. So it's a little bit different. We're gonna overcome this jet lag though by uh, I've been staying up, so by the time I get to my hotel tonight, it'll probably be around 9 p.m. Goal is to go kind of do some relaxation, do some stretching, do some breathing till about 10, 10.30, and then ideally sleep through the night. So we'll let you know how that goes, but uh, believe in that that's what it's going to be, and uh, that will combat it in the first day. So I've done it before. We can do it again. Anyway, just kind of wanted to talk about, because I really want to just continue to keep pressing on and using all the different platforms and opportunities that are available to pour into and uh, just share, just really share experiences, share what I've done, share what I've gone through. And uh, even if it just hits one person in that way, I think it's uh, the purpose is fulfilled. So I want to get back into this podcasting thing. Last time I was doing it, it was actually in an airport as well. So I think it's no better way to start it back up than how we ended it last time and uh, just setting more intention I don't know how often I'll do these but just really kind of just use it when I feel it's there and just feel that urgency in my spirit and in, in that place of all right I feel like I need to share on this and this was something I was going to do a motivational Monday on it but I don't think I'm going to because I think it's a little bit deeper than that and I think it's one of those things that I'm just gonna kind of sit here and talk about and kind of see where it goes and basically what I've been focusing on recently and a quote I probably posted about months ago maybe a half a year ago maybe a year ago I don't remember the first time I had this revelation but basically the quote that I'm going to speak about right now and really dive deep into is the moment that you treat your gift with a sense of complacency is the moment that you remove the value from your gift and that just really struck a chord with me whenever I hit that. I forget where it came from, but I was just sitting there and I was like, dang, like that's real. And I've experienced that in my life because there's so many different gifts and things that I have and that I've treated with complacency. And it can be a gift. I've done it with skating. And that's why last month or two months ago now in December, I pretty much didn't skate the whole month of December because I was basically in the place where I was going to the skate park every day and it wasn't hard for me to just bust out and learn like five new tricks a day. But at the same time, there was like a complacency with it. It was more of that grinding, but that grinding ultimately leads to burnout. If you keep grinding something down, eventually there's going to be nothing left in it. You know, I mean, literally grinding with our skateboards on the trucks, it's like you grind that truck down, eventually it's going to break. And there's pieces in us that if we continue to just grind and grind and grind, and that's kind of been a theme that's been out there for a while, but it just leads you to burnout and just kind of be over it. And you gotta get numb to what your gift is. And I equate it to kind of like this. Basically, you get a gift for Christmas when you're a kid and you're psyched out of your mind on what that gift is and what it can do. And like, you just honor it, you cherish it, you love that gift, you're playing with it, you're using it, you're enjoying it. And then all of a sudden, maybe a year or so later, that gift doesn't have the same value that you initially had for it because you're treating it with that sense of complacency and it might be in the back of your closet collecting dust in a box or you may not even know where it is. 
or the value's been removed so much that you don't care to just toss it. And the different gifts that are inside of us, right? The, the gift for me personally, the gift of skating. And then we have all these other different gifts. We have the gift of relationships and the people in our lives. Have you ever treated a relationship with a sense of complacency and all of a sudden that relationship's gone and you don't talk to that person anymore? So that's where I think we've got to be very, very strategic. And I don't even think strategic is the right word. I think it just comes back to honoring the gift, honoring the people that are in our lives and honoring the gifts that are in our lives and whatever that looks like, just making sure to make the most out of the opportunities. Like I say quite often, if we make the most out of our day, we'll make the most out of our life. But if we make the most out of our gift, then we'll be able to see where that gift can take us to. And I just think it's powerful that we all have different gifts within us and they're not to be in a selfish way to fulfill our own things, but they're actually to be used as we fulfill our own goals and our own dreams that they actually can inspire other people. Because if we just build it for ourselves, it's going to be lonely at the top. You see people all the time that reach this fame, reach this success, but they have no idea why they feel the way they feel they think they have everything they want but then they realize that it's not that great it's not that glamorous and no matter where you're at in it or what you're going through or going into i think it's just the day-to-day honoring of your gifts and respecting your gifts respecting your time and respecting yourself i've spoken a lot recently about really having the dreams and having the visions but also you got to see the person that's capable of achieving that goal achieving that vision achieving that dream and so something i've really been looking into as i'm uh planning for my future and preparing and getting an idea and a vision for it is all right how does that man wake up in the morning what are the first words out of that man's mouth how does he walk how does he talk how does he treat other people how does he cook how does he clean how does he drive how does he skate how does he lead a conversation how does he encourage people how does he help people how does he treat his parents how does he treat his friends how does he treat the stranger on the street and everything because the one thing that's harsh but so true and so convicting every time you hear it and it and it gets me every single time because I look at my bathroom sink and it's not necessarily very clean is the old how you do anything is how you do everything and it gets you every time because you're like dang if I'm treating this like this how am I treating this area of my life if I'm letting trash pile up in my car what else is going on in my life that there's trash in right and I've talked about the trash theory before that the world is just filled and polluted with trash more than we've ever seen but slowly if one person picks picks up a piece of trash another person sees that and inspires them to pick up their piece of trash all of a sudden piece by piece the world gets a little bit cleaner a little bit better like in our own lives if we start going through the junk in our lives and cleaning that junk up man that dude used to really just snap there was anger in him and he would just snap but he cleaned that piece of anger up and he no longer snaps i want to develop that quality in my life boom all of a sudden you see a little less anger out there a little less hostility out there in the world and that's something that i think is really beautiful and profound and one of those things that it just starts with you and it starts with you being the change and making that change but back to what i'm talking about about honoring our gifts and honoring our things it's like literally 
something that I've struggled with on the road here recently a lot is organization. I'll just kind of tolerate having a messy room at the hotel or you know what I mean? And it's like, of course, like the mates come in and clean your bed and stuff. But at the same time, my bag, my clothes are everywhere. It's not organized. It's not neat. And over time, it's just gotten to this place where I'm like, man, this is kind of pathetic in a way. And I had to be real with myself. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? So now I'm making the intent to just, you know, let's fold that shirt up, even though it's dirty. Let's uh, roll those socks back together. Let's uh, keep everything a little bit more organized. Let's put those pieces of paper back in the bag neatly instead of just chucking them in. Let's throw away that old boarding pass instead of just stuffing it somewhere. And that's something I had to be real with myself on and really develop a new level in of like, all right, in involving integrity because that's a quality that I've been seeking to develop in myself for a long time now. I'd always write that word down because I think integrity defines that how you do anything is how you do everything so powerfully because you integrate it all in your life. If I, if I say that I'm going to be a man of my word and I'm going to be a man that wants to be true to himself, then I've got to honor that in every aspect that I'm living. And I think it's something that's definitely not easy, but it just takes the intent and the time and the dedication and devotion to exercise it and find ways to exercise it. So it's like, all right, making the choice to, I just cooked dinner. I'm not going to go out until I clean the dishes. And that's another thing because I'll usually make breakfast and then go skate. But it's like, if I don't do the dishes right away, I come back from skating, the dishes are just dirtier, it's harder to clean. And then I'm more frustrated because I didn't do it earlier. And so it's kind of just setting yourself up for success, really putting yourself in that position that you're able to just go through and flow. And really a lot of things are way easier when you just go ahead and get them done. Cause I've done that so many times where it's like, I'll be cooking oatmeal in the morning and it's sticking to the bowl. And then I want to go skate though. I'm like, Oh, I got to honor time and get there on time. But it's like, really let's honor time by making the most of it. I hope this announcement doesn't affect this, but either way, we're raw and real. We're doing it legit. So, like I said, we're in the airport. Crazy story real quick. Oh, my goodness. I just looked out the window, and it's snowing. There's like a blizzard going on outside, and I haven't seen snow all year. So this is pretty epic. It's going to be chilly out in Old Town Talon, a.k.a. Cold Town. Anyway, talking about the dishes thing, setting myself up for success means just honoring that and honoring time. So basically I wanna get to the skate park on time. Okay, well, I need to also just set myself up so I'm not gonna be frustrated later. Have these own personal protocols and obligations that, all right, if I make food, I'm gonna clean that thing up right away. And not setting the boundaries on time, using time, not being used by time. Because if we put all these time restrictions, and I'm all about time management, but I think the real way to do time management is just to honor each task for what it is and be in that place that you're at when you're there. If you're at the meeting, you're at the meeting. Even if it goes a little long, you're not worried about the next thing that's going on. You're honoring that time and making the most of that time. Because here's the thing, if that meeting goes a little long, you can't get out of there if you need to be there. So why not be all in? Because if we're just in a different place and we're not all in, we're not adding value, we're not honoring that people's time that we're having that meeting with. So if I'm going skating and I'm thinking about these other things, I'm not honoring skating. I'm not honoring the time that it takes to be at the skate park. I'm not honoring the opportunity that's right in front of me. And again, 
where I was talking about the grinding it out. I mean, it's not a problem to go out and learn something new. Everyone can learn something new every single day. If you've never played the piano before, you can sit down for 10 minutes and learn something on it. It might not be the you know most beautiful masterpiece, but you're going to learn something. And so it's like with anything, you're always going to be able to continue to develop and learn. And so even with skateboarding, it can get to that sense in that place of where I'm like, going through the motions yeah i'm learning yeah i'm progressing but where's the flow in that where's the freedom in that where's the creativity in that because if you try and do it so structured for so long you kind of lose your edge on that and that's something i had to be real with myself on because i was going there and i was going to the skate park so i'd get there before anyone else got there and i would do all these tricks that people are doing and i would do all these things but there was just kind of like a all right sick what now kind of thing and not being that little kid that I used to be. And I used to skate alone all the time because I had an eight-foot vert ramp, half-pipe thing. I guess it just barely went to vert, but I had an eight-foot half-pipe in my backyard and none of my friends would drop in on it. I was the only one in my neighborhood who would drop in on it. So I spent a lot of time skating by myself. However, at that time, I invented a trick by myself in my backyard. And the first time I ever actually landed it was at my 14th birthday party in front of all my friends. It was either 13th or 14th. I'll never forget it. Um, I'll, I forget the year, but I'll never forget the moment because it was just so cool. I, I, I'll i never forget this one night. I was trying this trick, and it's like an Andrecht Reaver. They called it the Beaver Twist back in the day. But anyway, long story long, I was trying this trick, and I was, like, beating myself up. And I was trying this trick. My mom would ring the dinner bell, so I go up for dinner, and I immediately go back down. And I, I don't even know how this whole thing started but basically I was working my tail off trying to figure this thing out and I'm looking at it and I'm like man I'm so close to this trick I'm so close to this trick and I really wanted to dial this thing in and this was before I'd ever landed it and I just started really trying it and committing to it and it was like just a normal normal school day and that's what I think so powerful is like there's times when it's aligned for like the perfect time and the perfect day and then there's times that you're just working your tail believing it could happen and my hip was bleeding, both hips actually, because there was a couple times I over-rotated, a couple times I under-rotated, and skating, if you're committing to a trick, you're taking a hipper, which just means your hip's smashing right into the ground, and I'm definitely paying for that now more than I was, so I've got to be intentional about those hip exercises and stability and core power movements um, nowadays because of all the beatings I took as a kid. Anyway, my, the skin's ripping off my hips. Um, it's starting to sprinkle and I'll never forget I called my buddy and I'm like dude I want to land this trick so bad I just want to land it and it's like getting dark as well like sun setting like I said I went and had dinner and immediately after dinner I didn't even let it digest I just went back to the ramp and those are times I'll never forget and I'm just so thankful for it and my parents being so supportive even though they're like becoming a professional skater from a place like where I grew up was you know not really seen as a typical career path and there's a lot of opposition from people about pursuing this dream but praise god he will make a way where there is no way and i base my life off that testimony and uh, i just want to encourage you with that real quick right now that if you believe there's a way then he will make a way and as you commit your plans to the lord they will succeed that's what he says and you just got to take god at his word and it will be exceedingly abundantly beyond anything he can ask or imagine according to his promise. And he's so good and faithful. So I just had to shout that out real quick because I wouldn't be anything without the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's just the truth right there. Um, 
And that's my testimony. That is fully my testimony, is that he is a God that is faithful. To the faithful, he shows himself faithful. And being full of faith has not been an easy way. And you've got to continue to build your faith tank every single day. And it's all about that belief system and just trusting God for who he is. So everything in the world is trying to take away from who God is, just knowing with that conviction in your heart. Um, Thank you, Lord, for that little revelation just speaking to me in this thing. But anyway, back to the trick. So I call my buddy up, and it's starting to kind of sprinkle and rain. I'm like, dude, I just want to land this thing so bad. And I'm eating it, and I'm eating it, and I'm eating it, and I'm eating it. I probably tried that trick about 80 times after dinner. (laughs) And I don't know how many times before dinner. And just literally to the point of exhaustion, like... I'll never forget those times when I was a kid. I would be skating, and, like, me and my parents, they would be like, oh, we're going to the movie. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, so I'd go to the movie with them, and all of a sudden, because of the way you're sitting in the, in the rows, you're all cramped up, my legs would cramp super bad, and I would, like, jolt, and I'm like, Dad, my leg, my, my hammy's just gone. And I would have this massive knot, and I have to go stretch it and stuff. It was super funny. Um, but that's just little things you remember as a kid. But anyway, like, literally, my legs are exhausted, and I'm like... One of my favorite t-shirts was just ripped to shreds from all the slamming, and it was a white shirt on a dirty ramp, and I'm like, okay, that was a genius move to do. That shirt's melted and toasted, and you're never going to be able to wear it again. But anyway, um, I'm just laying there at the bottom of the ramp, covered in sweat, like dripping sweat too, and you just lay in there like, man, why can't I land this thing? But the point I guess I'm trying to make in this is just that the power of perseverance and really persevering to see something through even though to my knowledge this trick hadn't been done in the way that I do it because later on people had told me like dude I've never seen it before like that and basically it's an andrect revert which andrect revert but I do it a different way that's kind of more flipped around and I kind of hit my hand on the way down rather than going straight into an invert and then revert so it was a little different but at the time I learned it. I was wanting to learn uh, backside rodeo fives because I remember on uh, one of the videos I used to watch all the time, Tony Hawk Gigantic Skate Park Tour, Sean White just started basically doing a twist backside grab. And I was like, oh, sick, because I couldn't really do mute grabs, so I could do backside grabs. I'm like, hmm, I wonder if I could yak a five around like that. And I'm trying to learn fives on an eight-foot ramp back in the day when that was unheard of, and I just couldn't quite get it around. So... I started getting super close to landing fakie and doing this like 360 flip hand plant thing and so that was the trick I was working on busting my tail on and it's just crazy that it was something that I had never seen done and really just how do you find the way to do something that's never been done you find the way not to do it about 10,000 times before you find the way to do it and that's been the story of my life on a whole nother trick that I'll probably do a podcast on later or video on later. But anyway, so it doesn't happen that night. And I remember calling my friend so frustrated and I don't think he understood it at the time. And it's just one of those things that I think is built within certain people that you can develop is just that relentless desire to, to not settle, to not give up until literally physical exhaustion of I can't even stand up right now without my legs crumbling because I've just given so much. And it was an interesting time. Um, and then, you know, it's like you go to school the next day and you're limping around until you're like, what the heck happened to you? Because it's not like, you know, normal sports where it's just little bangs and bruises. It's like skateboarding. Like, you take certain slams, you're going to be, like, looking funny when you're trying to walk the next day. And so that's basically what I was. And then 
end up fast forward to my birthday party and it's like I kind of took a break I think from the trick for a minute and came back to it and I I mean I would try it but not with that intent that I did that one night and I'll never forget that one night just because it is I feel like times like that are just so burned in your memory of like man that was a time that I know I was giving everything I had every last ounce of what I had and what was the purpose of it to me in that time it wasn't anything more than just wanting to progress myself and I think that's where here recently I've kind of lost sight of that until I refound it was I'm trying to do this to prove a point that I can get a better ranking in the contest right not that I actually want to push myself beyond what I think I'm capable of and that's what it used to be and that's where I used to be in the flow state and that's where I used to be just like there was a grace in my skating but when it came into the grind I was just getting frustrated like not frustrated but just not fulfilled with learning new tricks I'd be like oh sweet cool yeah that's a new trick of course I can bang that out because I've been here for five hours trying to learn this new trick rather than man you know what would be cool trying this trick or trying this trick and doing it and that's what's beautiful about skateboarding but with the competition changing and all these transformations that are going on in contests it's like you kind of feel like oh well what is everyone doing I gotta learn that I gotta learn that and I think there is benefit to learning that so you're well-rounded but also I mean there's no right or wrong way to skate and I kind of built my life upon that doing tricks that were unique doing tricks that were different and that's what really changed the game for me personally and made me enjoy it and fall in love with it was that I wasn't doing it wrong I wasn't doing it right I was doing it my way carving my own path really pioneering that and there was such a pioneering spirit in skateboarding because I mean from everything from the way your board looks no one has the exact same board every pro like all our boards are different they're tuned up a little bit differently where it's like football the ball's always the same baseball the bats for the most part everyone's got a similar bat you know and that's where skateboarding it's like it's really your own craft it's really your own thing you get to choose where you want to take it and that's what's beautiful about it and kind of inspires me with it and wants me keeps me wanting to keep moving forward with it um but you can also get lost in that all right what are we doing it for kind of thing and so i think that's where you just got to be be aware awareness is so key of where you're at and i think people get stuck in the motions and that's why we see a lot of people unfulfilled in society today is because we become unaware and numb to yeah we're progressing yeah we're getting more money in our bank account but at the end of the day are we being fulfilled are we continually pushing ourselves and progressing ourselves just solely for the sake of evolution and growth in our personal life or are we doing it as a means to a certain end and are we really looking for happiness based on product or joy in the process and in the moment And that's what's transforming is being in that moment. And I talked about it before, being in the flow state. When are you the most optimal? When you're in the moment, when you're not thinking about anything else except for what's going on at that point in time. You know what I mean? Like you're in that conversation with that person. You're driving the car down the road. I'm pushing my skateboard down the sidewalk. I'm dropping into a mega ramp. I'm hitting golf balls at the driving range with my friends. I'm having dinner with my family. I am, you know, walking the beach. I'm swimming in the ocean. I'm doing breath work in the morning. Like I'm making a cup of coffee. And that was something a couple weeks ago that I really kind of was like, man, I just created this. And I think we get kind of, you can get all weirded out and like funny about it, but literally we create everything we do. Our words are a creation. 
you know, how we walk is a creation of sorts, how we write is a creation, um, conversations we have, how we treat people is a creation. And that's where I was like, man, I just created this cup of coffee and kind of was like, I'm going to enjoy this thing that I created. And from what I believe and truly believe and know is truth is like, we are created in the image and likeness of God. And if God created us, then that means we're created by a creator to create. And through that, we've got to kind of how he did. He saw his creation and it was good. And of course, we live in a, in a fallen world, so not everything is good, but I think we can find good in the world when we're aligning ourselves with that truth and with the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us. And even something as simple as making a cup of coffee, just being appreciative of the fact that we're able to create that, I think can go so far. And so then again with skating, I'm creating the moves that I want to do. I'm creating the tricks that I want to do. I'm creating this person that I want to be. And it, and it gets influenced and developed by the skaters that I looked up to as a kid, but also I'm creating my own unique variation and style to it. You know, I'm creating these relationships. How do I want my relationships to look? I get to choose how to create that. And yeah, it's interesting with people. There has to be the push and pull, right? There's other people that are pouring into that relationship as well. And you can't rule a relationship all by yourself, but you can create the outcome and set yourself up for success in a relationship <coughs> by being intentional about how you're going about creating that environment around the relationship. Are you looking to pour into people? Are you looking to honor people? Are you looking to encourage people? Are you looking to be with people, believe with people? And I think that's something that's powerful and that we can really take a take a next step into in this world that relationships are so dysfunctional, just looking into it. And that's a point for me right now at this time in my life being single is honoring myself for that bit of time and just continuing to develop myself into the man that I want to be for whoever my future partner will be. And it's an exciting thing and it's a frightening thing because you look at it and you're, you're alone, right? And we're in a world that what's the last thing we want? I mean, God even said it is not good for man to be alone. But I think seasons of life are always in constant motion and ever-changing. That if we can be all right with where we're at and know it's not going to be like that forever, actually embrace and honor that time that we're in. And especially, like, while we're in this time, we have time to do things that we've never done before. We have times to really pour in and do things that we're not going to be able to do when we have those um, commitments to a family. I almost said obligations, but that's not really an obligation. That's just a commitment because relationships are all about commitment. And even our relationship with God, basically you're making a choice to be committed to God. And that doesn't mean you're always going to make the right decisions. It doesn't mean you're always going to choose the right path. But what that means is even when I fall, I'm going to commit to returning back to what I know to be true and to that conviction in my heart that I have of what God's calling me into. And so life is just amazing. And I just really want to encourage you with this message today of just looking for those opportunities and honoring those opportunities, truly cherishing the gifts that you have. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, the moment that you treat your gift with a sense of complacency is the moment that you remove the value from that gift. And so this podcast is about restoring that value, honoring that value, believing for that value to come back. And that's something that I'm believing for in my life because, all right, I've said, the values removed from that gift but can you reinstate that value 
Absolutely 100% because there's this beautiful thing called restoration. If there's a car that's been devalued and it, it needs to be fixed up, what do they call it? They call it restoration. And once they restore it, it comes back to value and it comes back valued, sometimes even at a higher price than it was ever worth because of the restoration process that took place. Because they took the time to be diligent, to fine tune everything, to sand down the edges, to work through it, to to honor it, really honor it, I think is the, the key to developing your gifts to their maximum capacity. And so that's what I'm, I'm doing in my life right now and hope to encourage you to do in your life is just get back to that place where you're really cherishing, where you're really honoring, where you're really intentional and diligent uh, with integrity about how you're operating in your day-to-day in your giftings, whatever that gifting may be. I mean, for me, one of them skating, one of them speaking. And am I honoring and taking the time to develop my speaking? And that's something, again, that I don't think I have. I know the things I need to do and work on. But at the end of the day, sometimes it's scary, too. Same with skating. Sometimes it's scary to try these new tricks. There's a lot of risk, physical injury. But even speaking, it's like, all right, if I want to try and do this, I've been told there are a few things that have been pointed out in my speaking that people may not like or think is good. And I have to be okay with that. I mean, criticism's a real thing. And, but I think it's like not taking it personally, but taking it as an opportunity to develop it. And I think in our culture today, it's easy to get offended and allow those things to come at you like they're putting you down when actually people are trying to build you up. So that's where I've got to be real and accept it for what it is, but not let it stay there, right? Because they, the, the people that have sort of encouraged me, I've actually been people that are really close to me and want to see the best in me, but I've kind of taken it the other way and not really gone back and looked at my speaking to see what I could do better. So now it's just put that kind of urgency in me of like, man, I really do want to do this more. I really do want to pour into people more and share this gift with more people more often. But I don't want to treat that with a sense of complacency and just remove the value that I believe I have because I've seen a lot of beautiful things come out of it. I've seen people tell me that they've been so encouraged to step out and achieve and go after their dream from words that I've said. I've seen, heard people that were facing serious depression that have come out of that through words that I've said. And I think that that's part of my purpose here on earth is to help set people free, help people break out of that shell, help people break out of fear. And, but if I don't continue to develop that gift, then I'm removing the value and I'm not going to see the fruit of that anymore. You know, people might not get set free because I wasn't intentional about developing those different gifts. And so that's something that I think we've just got to take it for what it is and then continue to press on to where it can be. And that's the same with skating. When I first started skating, I was awful. I was awful, but I had a dream in my head that I was going to be something great. And literally, I would imagine myself doing tricks I would jump off my board and just kind of like throw my board twirl it in the air and then just be spinning pretending I'm on a vert ramp doing these tricks and then throw my board back down be like oh man made it <laughs> and it probably looked so goofy to people I was the king of like boneless and like hopping 10 times just doing these goofy things but I saw what could be and was willing to continue to develop that gift and it's taken me all over the world multiple multiple times and it's been incredible so I don't know I just hope this encourages you I think this was more of a message for me in a way because 
I'm encouraged by it to continue to keep developing these different gifts that I have and uh, stepping into it. So hope you're enjoying this. Estonia is going to be epic. I'm looking forward to a great contest and just, uh, oh man, the course is always incredible. And it's always good times with great people. And it's just a fun event, a beautiful city, a beautiful culture. And again, I'm just so thankful for these opportunities. So got to give the shout out where it's due to uh, Risto and Yarmo and Mario for putting on Simple Session, Nate Wessel for the course design, and uh, just everyone that comes out and supports action sports and skateboarding, even in a random country in Eastern Europe. It's just beautiful uh, where a skateboard can take you when you commit yourself to uh, focusing on the goal, committing to the dream, and uh, trusting the Lord through it all. So hope this encourages you guys. Let me know in the comments what you think of these podcasts because I really do want to keep doing this and continuing to dive into it. So yeah, there we go. I had no idea where this was going to go. Just kind of free float it um, with not much sleep, but just felt a felt a word in my heart. So we're pouring it out there. So thank you guys so much for your support. Eww.